Welcome to Business Talk with Henrietta. This is the place where we speak with the most up-and-coming female entrepreneurs to figure out how they've lived the life of their dreams. Yes, <laughs> and this episode is actually sponsored by Rockamore Shoes, which is an amazing shoe brand which is located in Denmark and also in Norway. And today we're going to talk business with Angelica C. Balenta. Yeah. That's her name, right? Balanta. Balanta is my surname. Actually, it's Angelica Castillo Balanta. Ah. But I asked to my dad if I could just put it signed C. C. Yeah. So that's why you write your yeah. Angelica C. Balanta. Yes. And you are the founder of Miss Balanta. Yes. Which is a brand specialized in turbans and balantas. Yes. Yes. You need to explain all yeah, this. Yeah, I'm gonna explain we're, you that. We're gonna get into it. And she's originally from Colombia. Yes. And has newly moved to Oslo yes. in Norway. She has over 24 years of experience as a graphic designer, turban designer, fashion blogger, photographer, model, fashion stylist, and also a keynote speaker. Yes. So you're doing a lot. Yes. She has worked all over the world in cities like Mexico City, London, Tel Aviv, Barcelona, Panama, Oslo, and Bogota. Yeah. She's been working with her turban company for 11 years now and is continuing to empower women through this company and also her social media with over 65,000 followers on Instagram. And today, I want to talk with you about how we've made it so far as yeah. an entrepreneur and also an entrepreneur moving to a foreign country. Yeah. Uh, how it was to close your business in Colombia and also how to keep yourself motivated and also what your best advice is for yes. other women that want to do the same. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate this invitation that, you know, I was in Copenhagen and then, you know, we can do this in life. Just see. we. Our faces, that's, that's really nice. Thank I know. you so much. It was such a coincidence because we met at this yes. Rockamore party yesterday yeah. and yeah. we had scheduled this talk and now you're here and yeah, it's so good to also be, you know, together yes. doing this. And we're sitting in my apartment in Copenhagen yeah. and you have a lovely t-shirt on, which is where they say Invandred Pride. Invandred Pride. Yes. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, tell us about you. How okay. did you become the person that you are today? Oh, this is a really special question because, you know, I have a really long journey, you know, as a, a professional, as an entrepreneur. I'm start with the, as you just told, say it. Mm -hmm. I started with a fashion world when I was 14, working as a model. Mm -hmm. And I work as a model like for... 14, 15 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I decided, you know, I, I stopped it because I wanted to do another thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and now as an adult, mm -hmm. after many years after, I said that modeling helped me a lot. How old are you now? 39. I'm going to be 39 one month. You look so good. You're holding Thank yourself you. so good. <laughs> and like, with your kids. <laughs> like really well. Like, but, but okay, so you were a model. So yeah. when did your model career start? in 1998 and then you were living in colombia right? yes i was living in colombia and how was it you 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 liked it for a couple of years and then you figured you wanted to do something no actually else. my mom my sister one of my sister have I, i'm the fourth of of five mm -hmm. kids i have three sisters and one brother and one of my sisters she was a model mm -hmm. 
and I was really naughty at school and my mom wanted that I do something different. So she just signed me in a modern school mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I could work as a model yeah. for many years. And then I moved from Cali, my hometown to Bogota, to the capital city. Yeah. And I could work as a model there for five years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I could work also in Mexico and Israel you know I've been modeling I've been in and out and now I'm the model of my own brand mm, yes exactly yeah because now you are a fashion designer yes do you think that the model career was a way of you getting into that the fashion and the design yeah actually yes but my mom she's like my main inspiration mm -hmm. about style and about fashion and actually I took, I inherited mm -hmm. the use the turban because of my mom, because mm -hmm. I grew up seeing my mom using turbans. Ah. So that's why I decided to do that, you know, because it was something that I had been using for many years since yeah. I was a, a child. So yeah. it's been really natural. So you wanted to make this turban, your clothing as a more, you know, you wanted to put your own look on it. You wanted yeah. to design it but yourself. Actually, when I started using turbans, mm -hmm. it was like a for practical use mm -hmm. because I didn't want it to use, you know, natural hair for Afro women. Yeah. Are, it's not that easy just you just brooch and that's <laughs> it. No, you have to, you know, take time to do your hair. So it was really easy just to put something on my head. Yes. But with Miss Valanta, just came many, many years after mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I was doing a master's degree in Barcelona. Yeah about um, communication and publicity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. after I finished my graphic design studies. Yeah. And I remember that one of the, the um, uh, I have to do a two point um, like a strategic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, let's do um, a fashion blog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, because I'm really interested in fashion. I was working as a model and actually I used to work as a book agency too, mm -hmm. you know, working with models. Mm -hmm. I said, let's do that. But I, ha I have dyslexia. Mm -hmm. And if you want to write something that people want to read, mm -hmm. it has to be really well write. <laughs> you have so, to be a good writer. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then... It was really funny because I'm starting with my blog and I just discovered another world. Yeah. And but I, like, how did you write? Did you just write what you wanted to talk about? Or like, did you feel like you were a good writer? Like, how, how did you start writing? Just, you know, I just start taking photos and writing like, an, like a, a small line. Yeah. Street or a, a, a urban fashion in Barcelona. Yeah. Like that, you know, yeah. it was a really simple sentences. Yeah. And then a discovery that the um, representation of Afro community in the yeah. fashion fair in, in Spain, it wasn't that big. Okay. So I've started taking photos, just doing a street style just for black people. Okay. So really specific blog. Mm -hmm. I'm starting like that. You like, you started a niche from the the ground you started yeah. a niche thing yeah. within turbans afro fashion yes okay and while me and angelica is talking about fashion i really want to talk about my newest sponsor which is rockamore shoes this is an amazing shoe brand it's not only shoes it is a brand where they preach that women should stay strong in their own 
world. So this is uh, exactly what we're talking about. We need more women who stand strong in the world that we live in. So they actually have a new shop in Oslo, in Prinsensgate Toll, and they're open from Monday to Friday from 10 to 6. But you can also buy their shoes online on their shops, um, which is rockamore.com. I also have three pair of Rockamore shoes right now and I completely love them. They are so comfortable and they're also actually scientifically tested by a Danish hospital. And I've also interviewed their amazing founder, Frederike Schmidt. You can listen to that episode actually. It is episode number 26. And that was an episode we actually had live in their shop in Oslo. I have posted a link for you down in the description to rockamore.com. Here you can actually buy their shoes online and also check out the different designs that they have. Check it out. And now let's go back to the conversation. And I'm start talking about Afro hair. I've started talking about to be, to be black woman in, in Barcelona. Mm. I'm stuck. To, I'm gonna start talking about fashion, you know, mm. how much our black community representative in fashion in Spain mm. and it was really nice and then discovered that I wanted to talk about that. Mm, why so did I, you want to talk about that? Because I, I said I feel that I have the need to do it. Where does that need come from? Mm, I think it's because my mom and my sister they are an ethno um, teachers mm -hmm. so I grew up also hearing my mom and my sister how it's important to use natural hair, mm -hmm. how it's important to know about our African heritage, mm -hmm. all the things. Mm -hmm. Because in the regular um, um, books at school, you don't read or learn something like that. No. Because we always talk about the um, Columbus, you know, he mm -hmm. discovered America. Yeah, yeah. But they never talk about the real history behind that. No. You know, yeah. it's like why there are black people in Colombia, why yeah. there are black people in, in America. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way that we learn that is mm. completely wrong mm, mm. because we never heard or we never learned that before the colonists take the Africans to America. Mm. They have like another completely, completely different life, you know. Mm, they have mm. empires and queens, and you know, mm, mm, mm. really rich and large continents with so many languages, with so many culture, with so many things to share to us. Mm, but mm. when Africans arrive as a slaver in America, things completely change because mm. they have to take their the beast, the surname of their owners. Mm, mm. That's why my brand is called Balanta. Okay, tell me why. Because Balanta is one of the few African names, surname that survived after the colonies in, in Colombia. Oh, wow. And Castillo is a Spanish surname. Yeah. Of course, I use it because it's my father's surname. Yeah. And legally in paper, this is my name, Angelica Maria Castillo Balanta. Mm. But Balanta is not just a um, surname, it's mm. also an ethnic group, mm -hmm. it's a language, mm -hmm. and they live in Guinea-Bissau. Mm. That is a really tiny, tiny country, yeah. 
border to Senegal. Yeah. So Senegal is a huge country that people can recognize more Senegal than, than Guinea-Bissau. So you're kind of bringing the history of, you know, the colonies to Africa through your brand, right? Yes. But I also think it's a difficult theme to talk about, you know, being an Afro woman when you are an Afro woman, you know? Why? I don't know what to ask about when it is about this theme because what? what are the boundaries what are you what what do we want to talk about what do we don't want to talk about do you know what i mean yeah i know i understood what you say but the thing is the need to start you know start feeling this need when i didn't see any representation mm. of me you know people like me yeah. in the tv yeah in the in, mm. you know in the tv and the newspapers in the magazines mm. you know in the bank working in a bank mm. you know mm. where is the black people mm -hmm. colombia is the third country after brazil and america and us with the most black community mm. you know mm. in the continent so you wanted to be that role model that you yes. missed this is actually actually exactly the same story for me like how i started my podcast yeah i also lacked female role models that were having the leader positions, that were entrepreneurs, that were investors, and especially in the real estate industry because yeah. it's very male dominated. Yes. And here you have like a minority group and you're coming in saying like, I want to change that. I want to be the role model. Yes. But it's also a kind of, this is a journey. Every, like from beginning to like from your model career, now you have your company. Tell us about, did you dream that big when you were young? Have you always, you know, knew that you were going to do this or how did um, it happen? Well, my mom, she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. She had been, she, she wore a t-shirt for 47 years. And my dad, he's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I have this balance. So a really strict mom who say, okay, if you start something, you have to end that. Yeah, yeah. And then I have my dad that is a free soul man, handcraft man, mm -hmm. who used to have many type of different businesses. Mm -hmm. And then, and with my brother, we start doing things yeah. and selling at school, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's something like we used to draw like these manga characters mm -hmm. and we sell it at school because we didn't have printers at that time. You always had the seller yes. gene then. Yes. And now you're selling balantas and yes. turbans. Tell yes. us about your founder journey there yeah and then and the, you know when, you, when people ask me about that like yeah. where is your entrepreneur spirit yeah. come said, like, from my dad but i was so lucky that i have a mom my mom like she is really strict yeah. well organized and you have to finish everything when you start it yeah and then when i was in barcelona with my blog yeah. i could manage you know i was studying photography before that so i could manage to go to a really important fashion first in, in Spain, travel around Spain with my blog. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So I my blog used to call Miss Balanta. Yeah, yeah. Because of your story that Miss Bal Balanta is a really important surname for me. But did you earn money on your blog then? Yeah. How did you do that? Because I could get uh, sponsors, you know, mm. people who can post. Now Unfortunately, I know write more in my blog. I should by using my my Instagram account mm. for that, and also um, and start working with fashion designers mm. Mm. just to help with them to 
do a structure for their collections, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. taking pictures for the for the fashion designers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in their own ways and then posting them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, it was quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice journey. It was for 12, yeah, for one year during mm -hmm. the master's degree. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. And then I moved to Panama. Mm -hmm. And in Panama, I was working as a fashion blogger. Mm -hmm. And then I was also earning money from that. Did you I sell? Did, did you sell turbans then? No, in that moment I was my turbans were like a, my my your brand. No, my turbans. Well, that's this special like accessories mm -hmm. that make me no make me feel different, empower also. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you know, look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You because know? you have this color on your. On your head there's not many people at least not many nordic people yes. who use this yes so that you also be, give me give me a few years and yeah <laughs> we, and we can use them too yeah. and, and that's amazing like because you can bring all the different cultures in different cultures and mix it together but like also your customer group is kind of niche as well yes so you he, have he's still in colombia in colombia it was a niche yeah. but when in the brand started growing 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 you know People start talking about turban, but give me a little time and then yeah. So people is gonna plan? start. <laughs> what's your plan then to make uh, more people start a plan? There are more people to to wear balantas or turban. But this is you know this is like a really special beginning being with you talking about this mm -hmm. how I'm started. Yeah, I think this is the way that Miss Balanta start growing in Colombia when I'm start talking about the power of using turbans, yeah. about my personal. You know, histories mm. and my personal things, and my, my experience, mm. how I could manage to continue my life mm. in the middle of mm. the fashion world that could be really hurtful. It could be quite Yeah, difficult. it's Copenhagen Fashion Week right now. Yes, as well. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But what has been the most challenging along the way? Now you have a successful company in Norway or you closed it in Colombia. Yeah, because because of co yeah, I moved to when I when I when I was in Panama. Yeah. So a designer who were living in China mm -hmm. asked me about my turbans, mm -hmm. you know, because I was wearing a turban every you know all the time, mm -hmm. and at that, that time Instagram star, you know, being quite big mm -hmm. because it was in 2012, mm -hmm. and then I posted that turban tutorial in YouTube. Mm, like how to make it? Yeah. Hey, I want to know that. Can yeah. you show me? Yes, how you I do will. That yes, yeah, I will show yeah. you. And then people start asking me about the fabrics. Yeah. And then from Bogota, I moved to Colombia yeah. to Bogota. And I remember that I we, when we when we move, I have three month three month baby. Oi. So my dreams were floating in breath milk. You know what? Yeah. What are I gonna do with this small baby? I have, I had just finished my master degrees mm. and I used to have a really success blog in Panama. Now mm. I'm feeling bandrer mm -hmm. in my own country. What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. And then people start asking me about the fabrics. Yeah. And I have this huge collection of fabric because I used to love to buy fabrics and just keep it like that. And sometimes you put it in my head and, you know, play with that. Yeah. And I said, hmm. Was that the beginning of yes, your brand? Said, what about if I just start selling that? Yeah. And there is a um, music group in Colombia. Uh, and the the main vocal, you know, the singer, she was having um, 
afro hair dressers mm -hmm. and I say you know what Goyo her name is Goyo um, I have these turbans mm -hmm. and I would love to sell it yeah and she said the opening is gonna be in two weeks you want to start it here yeah and I said okay let's do that and then start my business with 10 turbans yeah that day yeah I could manage to solve all of them uh, yeah and I said okay <laughs> I know what I'm gonna do you know I'm gonna have my own business because I have been independent you know all the time yeah I have a, I've been in employee in Panama for but I it doesn't count because it was a, a graphic designer mm -hmm. I was working in a in a studio mm -hmm. and I did home office mm -hmm. and I was pregnant yeah and I was working part-time, so I don't know if that job counts. No, it doesn't count. <laughs> so you've been you've been an entrepreneur your whole life. Yes. Really. Yeah. And you really enjoy that lifestyle. So how you got a success with that show where you sold your uh, turbans and that was kind of the kickstart of this. You yes. you chose to jump out into it and do it. And that's what I also tell my listeners, like you should go in, do it take ownership in the world and just do it and don't ever look back yeah so that was of course a success but have you done anything that has not been so successful or something that has been really yeah. challenging? you know so i think i think um to maintain you know a business this is the most difficult thing mm. you know mm. when after two years with my business i i felt stuck like really what is happening and mm. I'm selling enough mm. um, the production it was you know mm. and then I discovered this place that is called it's like NAF mm -hmm. in Colombia mm -hmm. that is yeah it's like this, the same as NAF yeah something yeah. like that so they have a lot of courses on entrepreneur mm. and businesses and how you can grow with your business mm. and you can do a lot of things by your own and accounting and everything yeah and sales production mm -hmm. so I just go to all these courses and I just put my head in that and that was difficult because mm. I'm an artist mm. yeah you are you are <laughs> I'm an artist you know graphic designer modeling you know and you're suddenly, creative yeah and and I was in the middle of excels mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. numbers and understanding all the things I said I don't want to do this I want to just sit down and, and I, I love to sell stuff, you know, it's like more my turbans. Mm. So I don't want to just be here, but I, in another hand, I have to do it. Mm. So for me it was to, to understand and to learn all the th things about business mm. at the beginning were tough. Yeah, yeah. And I did I didn't want you to do that. No, no, no. But then when I understood that it was really important and if I wanted to grow I need to have a team. So I have my first employee when I was after three years. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the best decision that I could do. Mm -hmm. But it was also difficult because something different if you work by yourself mm -hmm. and you have to learn how to be a manager or a boss this is something no one teach you how to do that mm. you know you can go to a course and then you can do something but when you have someone that you have to pay and you have to pay the rent and you have to actually do a lot of things to keep that person with you mm. and just to understand all the legal things and all that took me a lot but 
when I could to just say I can have an um, administration, someone who can do all the things that I don't want it, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything just completely changed. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's been an up and downs mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. but I have found many things that made me feel really, you know, the motivation just go up. Mm-hmm. But I have to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is when you have um mm-hmm. your personal business, this is the most difficult thing because the, you don't have someone to, to push you. Mm-hmm. You have to push yourself all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I found that re- really difficult. You did? You yeah. didn't find the motivation? No, you you can find you have to. Yeah, but how do you find your motivation? <laughs> you then? have to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I just check my numbers, yeah, and I say, okay, I need to sell more. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, because I have to pay for the rent, <laughs> because I have to pay salaries, yeah. all the things. Yeah. But also to talk about things that are important to me. Yeah. Talk about um, subjects that may us uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but are important for others. What are those? For example, to talk about the um, um, the issue that the black community can have in Colombia, mm-hmm. and now that I'm living in Norway as a in Bandre, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have this I have the privilege to be part of the opening of the World Music, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. music festival yeah. that is in in November mm-hmm. in Oslo, and it was they invited me for the opening in the mm-hmm. Nobel Peace Center. Really good. Yeah, and it was amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I found the opportunity to talk about how it's to be in Bandreri in Orge. Yeah. But also um how is to be a woman with a lot of labels on mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Woman, black, Latina, mm-hmm. you know, this is a lot of label that you can do put check, check. And how can I just take it out mm. in a country that is that white? Is that what you're talking about when you're a public speaker? Yeah. As yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what is your mission? Like, so you have found your why. Yeah. What is your why? Why do you like kind of wake up every day and do your business and talk about this? Um, I think uh, equally it's something really important to me. Mm. Justice is mm. something really important for, to me. Mm. And... I think the privilege is something that is killing us as a as a society. Mm-hmm. I think that when there is a small amount of people, we have a more privilege than others that make really the that our our life is not in violence, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing when you move to a country like Norway, mm-hmm. it's not. Um, that easy to find this balance because there is a lot of things that you have to take in account when you are moved from Colombia mm-hmm. as a black woman in mm-hmm. a country like Norway or Scandinavian countries. Mm. The weather, the mm. darkness, mm. the language, mm. the culture. How was that for you? Actually, I've been with a Norwegian for 20 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from Bergen. Mm. Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> I love to say I love that. how you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, we having we ha- is the first time that we living in Norway, yeah. and he moved to to is if he he back to Norway after twenty years, mm-hmm. and I think for him it was even more difficult. Okay. For me, it started being difficult um, in the time that, for example, my Norwegian mm. start being like better. Yeah. 
and I wanted to have more complex conversation, but I couldn't, mm. or I can't. <laughs> mm. So that kind of made me fru- like frustration now. Some, you know, my Norwegian is taking my English many yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're good to yeah. speak uh, Norwegian, and you don't need to force yourself to do it, right? Yeah. That's the same with me. I can speak Danish, and I like Danish and Norwegian are kind of also similar, but it's also really different. Yeah. So it's also so easy to just go into the English. Yeah. tone of voice without uh, you know forcing yourself to speak the yeah but language. i do that in Nor- in, in norway you do. but you know something that happened lately yeah that is so annoying yeah when i'm talk something when i say something in norwegian and mm-hmm. they answer me in english mm-hmm. it's like what yeah i try to speak in your language and yes. you answer me in yeah. english what so i come continue to speak in Norwegian and then oh. they understand that I can speak Norwegian oh. it's something like come on yeah yeah, yeah 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 I'm doing the effort just do you experience a lot of bias when people meet you do you experience that people are expressing stuff that they have kind of judged you before they meet you in Norway yeah um the thing is that I am really aware of these things, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I always ready what's going on. I'm not just waiting that something happened to me, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm really aware. And now with these feminists and all these things and all these movement and mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But, um, for example, that ha- when people answer me in English and when I, when I speak in Norwegian, say like, Yes, I know. Mm. I'm in Bandre, but I'm pride. Yeah. You're, pr- you're proud yeah. of it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's also a good thing. You're yeah. like, you're foreign and you're in Bandre and you're also yeah. proud and of I, it. Yeah, and I think um, sometimes I have had this feeling that, mm. oh, I know, but you are... You're so lucky because you are you come from some African country and now you are living in, in Norway. So you are so lucky. Mm. Maybe your country is in a you know, completely disaster and now you are living here. Like you know I have this feeling that people don't say it, mm. but I can just you breathe their mind and say it's like I'm not African, I'm Colombian. You know, this is really no it's not annoying because i'm really proud of my african heritage but i think when people don't know how to place me because i'm black because people don't know they immediately put me in africa and some african countries because people don't think about it that in latin america there is also black people living Mm. but in europe okay if you are black you are from some african country if you look asian you are from from china or something like that and that's really racist you know yeah really racist yeah it's really racist and have I you see. had any racist expressions towards yourself in norway yeah um actually in the fashion performance that i had in 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 the novel peace center i talk about this because the the experience that i have had in colombia are different that i have here mm. the racism that I have experience here is not the one that we experience as a human being. Mm, it's mm. more a structural, mm, you know? Structural problem. Yeah. When yeah. we're talking about looking for a job mm. or something like that, mm. you know, it's like, okay, you are in Bandre mm. and you have to be part of the integrating program. So mm. 
this is the jobs that are av available for you right now, like waiters, cleaners, and all these things. And they say like, oh my God, I'm not ready. Actually, I took one of these jobs. You know, I job in, I work in a, in a cafe. And in that place was really nice and I really like it. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is a good opportunity to meet people because, you know, I'm also a COVID in Bandre because I just come just before COVID. Yeah, just before the pandemic. Mm. And then I said, let's do this. I need to go out from house. I need to, from my house, I need mm. to meet mm. people. And mm. in th that place, actually, I found two jobs yeah. as a model. Yeah. So I, my, my plan works. Yeah. But I have to quit because my manager were um, bullying me. No. Yeah. Why? Like how bullying? Like doing like something like this is not clean enough. You are not doing your things well. You are so slow. You are something like that. And you know, I have my. I'm continuing with my working with my team in Colombia. I have my assistant, and I call Luz Mary. Luz Mary, do you believe that? It's something like my manager say that I'm so slow. What? <laughs> and, and Luz Mary. Who knows how how I work? Mm. He said, like, "What? Yes, and you know that make me really, really sad. Yeah, really angry because you know that." No, I, I I wasn't I wasn't angry. I was like, at the end, I say thank you to you, <laughs> like thank you to that person to do that because that teach me to be better person. Yeah, yeah. Teach exactly. me to be better manager mm -hmm. ready to be a manager on a place in in norway you mm -hmm. know or any country that I, if i find a job if i live in norway or another country mm -hmm. but but you know during this period was difficult mm -hmm. but when i quick i say thank you so much that i have this experience because mm -hmm. now i can mm -hmm. ha i can have the opportunity to talk about this yeah you have an impact within what you're talking about you know yeah. you want to empower women you want to make them stand strong in the world and that's also my mission yeah. to you know we need more women to take ownership in the world yeah and you and also want to talk about Rockamore together with you because they also have the same mission yes making women take ownership in the world yeah. and now you're you are in Copenhagen because yeah. you were at a meeting with Rockamore yeah. so tell us about that well what's that can you can you talk about that? Or? I don't know. No, I don't know either. I don't know no. if I can't. But I'm gonna. I'm. You know, I did. I'm uh, in a project with Rockmore, and I'm so happy mm -hmm. because normally when I work with other brands, yeah, yeah, I love that they, we share the the same values, mm -hmm. and I think I I feel really empowered, not just wearing their shoes because they are so amazing. I love so the Rockmore uh, shoes. Yes. But also the message behind the persons and the people who are behind the brand. Yeah. They are just amazing. Yeah, you know? they have the Rockamore Rebels. Yes. They have the people that are kind of standing for their brand. They have the powerful up uh, yeah. up backing yeah. from powerful women yeah. that has a strong voice and they know what they want. Yeah. They know what they want and they can connect that. That's so cool because we also spoke about this yesterday that they are building a platform. Yeah for making more women uh, stand strong in the world. And it's actually a platform, like a real platform. You could say that it's a physically shoe platform. Yes. That they're 
stepping up and making women empowered. Yes. And that's what you are doing with your platform, your Instagram yeah. and your mission and your passion and your turbans. Yeah. When someone's wearing them, they're also like buying it because they like your yeah. brand. Yeah, actually I start doing my own um, prints. Yeah. So I use my prints like a lienzo, so like um, a space where I can share. I talk about issues that mm -hmm. make mm -hmm. us uncomfortable, but maybe us make to reflect about life about things about having relationships mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and and since i'm start doing that mm -hmm. you know in 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 uh, fashion fair something like that you know just teaching my 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 clients put on a tour when i was explaining what was the print about mm -hmm. and it was a pull for for buying the turban mm -hmm. so this is something that i wanted mm -hmm. this this is something that i want to use how many turbans do you sell yearly now Oy. because i now i am in a pause yeah you have a pause yeah a pause yeah because i'm just flicked you know trying to move Moving. everything everything to to norway mm -hmm. So um, I'm not selling much now. Mm -hmm. In Colombia, actually, I, have, I haven't closed the year yet mm -hmm. because my assistant, this is all other thing that really was, is being quite difficult. She was really sick. Mm -hmm. Your, your two, assistant yeah, in, in Colombia, Colombia? For two months. No. And I said, oh my God, I have to take a decision about this, you know? Because how can I have someone in Colombia, you know, running everything in Colombia and then this couple of thing happen. Mm. What are going to do? Mm. And my product, they are really special and they have a really specific net, you know, no, mm. I cannot do the production everywhere. Mm. I actually, I'm working with the same person who take care of the production for mm. six years. Mm. So she knows exactly how I like it. So. I don't need to double check the quality of mm. the products because she knows how is how I like it. Yeah. Because I've been working with her for many, many years. Yeah. So I hope this year I think is gonna be the year to restart with Miss Balanta. Mm. I did few tests in Oslo mm. during the Oslo world. I have a pop-up in the Nobel Peace Center. Mm. I did a pop-up in um uh, in the opera mm -hmm. and it was really you know it was amazing be in the opera selling my turbans wow this yeah. is actually really symbolic you know? yeah yeah because they i could the last concert for oslo world mm -hmm. it was in the opera mm -hmm. and they opened me the space okay mm -hmm. you want to have a mm -hmm. pop-up here so yes i did it and it was really successful and then i have this pop-up in a yule market with actually where i share space with Rocamor, mm -hmm. where, there where I, I met then in her space, this co-working. Oh, her space, yeah. yeah. Um, she's some Udese. Yes. Yeah, I've spoken with her. She's yeah. really nice. Yeah, she's so inspired. Yeah. Oh my God, she's, oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool that we also are building this community of women, supporting women, you know, yeah. where we're building each other up. That's yeah. so important yeah. for me, this community. But how, how would you also advise other young ambitious women that okay. want to also start for themselves what's your advice i think that if you have it's really important to have an idea that's really important if you have an idea writing in a paper mm. and keep it there until you can manage to do it mm. but if you if you are if you have fear 
if you feel insecure, mm. if you don't know how to do it, mm. do it. <laughs> do it. Do it anyways. Do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do it anyway. You know, like I moved from Norway to from Colombia to here. Yeah. You know, my friends in Colombia, they say, but why you are leaving? When you are moving, you are in the best moment yeah. in your career with your business. Because I have two kids. Yeah. And I want that they grow up in Norway. <laughs> That's yeah. why, you know, oh, okay. we moved because of that. And then my husband was working a lot. He got sick. And I'm like, okay, it's time to move to yeah. Norway. Good decision. I really support that. So. Yeah. so if you have fear, if you feel insecure, do it. Mm. Fear is going to be a pull mm. for keeping you, you know, this nervous, this thing, mm. this feeling in your stomach that they make you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Do it. Write it in a paper. Mm. Write exactly. it in a paper. I'm feeling like you're really hitting a nerve for me as well. Like, because now I've just been uh, running my podcast for a year. And now for three days ago today, I went out with it and doing it on my own. I quit my job and now I'm doing this. And I feel this fear in my, my stomach. My brain is constantly thinking, how am I going to make it? How can I make it? How can I make it? Am I gonna make it? No, I'm not gonna make it. Am I gonna make it? No, I'm not gonna yeah. make it. And you it's know, gonna be like that. Constant battle. Do you have that battle in yourself? All the time. All the time. Even and though you know, you're 39 or yeah, 20. All or, the time. And you know what? Norway. How have, do you work with that? How do you kind of get rid of that thought? Or like, how do you live with that? <laughs> you know, since I moved to Norway, mm. I have to say it. Because I love to talk about um, you know. When you are like a public person, you share a lot of things in your social media. Yeah. But something that, but I also try to keep a lot of things yeah. inside, you know? Yeah, deeper, yeah. But I start talking about, about my emotions mm -hmm. more in my social media because there is a lot of people who follow me to, mm -hmm. you know, just read my test and, you know, mm -hmm. that they need someone to say it. Mm -hmm. I have a depression. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a depression? No, actually, I'm going out from that. Okay. <laughs> November is just crazy. Yeah. The yeah. darkness. Yeah. Missing my family. Want to go back to Colombia. Yeah. And then snow come. And yeah, glider, ma. Go poshi. You love skiing. Yes. In Norway. Uh, yes. Go poshi. Save my life. Oh. But you know, it's something like um, I, many things have been happening to me. Mm -hmm. That just saying that it's happened, it's mm. not because of you're lucky, mm. it's because you deserve. Yeah. It's happened, and I know, you know, just talking to myself all the time, mm. doing meditation, exercising myself, myself meet people. Mm. I have a beautiful and luxury group of friends in Oslo. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel so lucky. That's good. That's I really feel good. so because it's not that easy that you find wonderful people, mm. people, and we all were we are women mm. and we support each other mm. and we can you know mm. so that's the power of yeah. women supporting women. Yeah, yeah. and for me that's really, you know the way when I'm down mm. and down and I honest you know you can be a happy person, mm. you can be really outgoing, you can be a little thing, but you can have depression and you have to learn how to handle. Mm. How do you handle that? You know, so in December, I was really, really, you know, triste. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Sad. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah no, you said sad. Norwegian. Triste. Norwegian English. <laughs> yes. 
Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked with my husband and I said, I'm not feeling right. This December sucks. But I have to do something with my life. Yeah. My business is there waiting for me. My community is there waiting for me. And I, I have to say that I have, a, I have built a beautiful digital community mm. that is just waiting for me. Mm. How do you build digital digital community like that? Because in Colombia, I um, did a lot of uh, TV interviews. Mm. I be part of many events. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I, do a, I, I do a lot of talks. Mm. You know, I've been out all the time. You I know, in the fashion that. fair, mm. you know. Do you chase it yourself to get on the TV, the shows, or do you normally get asked? Because before you build a yeah, big audience, you need begin- to yeah. take initiative yourself. Yeah, at the beginning, I have a PR. Yeah. Who, you know, we do like um, um, like a tour, how you call it that in English? Yeah. Uh, when you visit different type of like channels and radios, interviews. And uh, how do you call it that? Uh, PR agency? Yeah, no, but... Well, anyway, yeah. So that helped me a lot, and mm. then when I could build, like you know, when my my brand and my name was established in mm. Colombia, mm. they start, you know, newspapers, pro- TV programs, mm. and being interesting of my new collections, mm. and because I was a public speaker in mm. Colombia, mm-hmm. well, and still, because I'm still doing things in digitally, um. They were really interested in what's next for Miss Valanta, you know, being in events. Mm -hmm. This is something that I really miss. I don't know if I miss to be part of that work, but I don't know. Hannah said, I have these three years of be myself, Mm -hmm. you know. That doesn't mean that my life in Colombia, I wasn't myself. But, you know, I was so busy all Mm -hmm. the time being Miss Valanta. Yeah. And here, people start saying my name because yeah, in Colombia, yeah, yeah. Because Colombia, in Colombia, you were this public person, and in Norway, you're kind of more like a regular person. Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's also cool to experience that, like being a public person and then like pulling yourself back. Yeah, yeah. And then, and now I'm. I can say that I feel really good. That's good. I feel really good. I, the depression, I think, is still there because. Mm. But now the sun is coming. Yeah. Days are longer yeah. because there is something chemical in your body mm-hmm. that when you are in Bandera and mm-hmm. more when you are black, mm-hmm. that the short days of yeah. life yeah. hit you so hard. Yeah. It's not the coldest, it's the darkness. Yeah. And you have to be aware of that. That's mm-hmm. why you drink Tran or v- yeah. vitamin D. And when I, when I start reading about this that you when you are black and you are living in the Scandinavian countries you have mm. to be aware of that mm. because you can be depressed yeah. and with the integration with the language finding a job okay I gonna I have this company I should do continue mm. I should not you know but I need to learn Norwegian I have to do this cut mm. course and mm. I ha- there are so many things I have two kids I have, an, I have an, a, hus- a husband you know I have friends I have a lot of things to attend mm. So in January, I have the luck, the first time to have my mom and my niece in, mm. in Norway for one month. Mm. So I just stop in January. Yeah. Mm. And I just start paying attention of myself. Yeah. I went to the doctor just yeah. to double check what, mm. you know, if I was, you know. Sick. Yeah. And you're, you're healthy? Yeah, I'm healthy. Yeah. I have a lactose intolerance. <laughs> lactose intolerance. Yes. Okay. Cool. But I discovered that. That helped me a lot. I start doing 
meditation mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. That Do you recommend everyone doing yes. that? What would you say to yourself as a 20-year-old? This is the one of the last questions. I was married. I know I was getting married. I don't know. I was married when I was 21. I met my husband when I was 19. Mm. The one you're with today? Yes. Yes. So what would you say with all the knowledge that you have now, living a 39-year-old life, and then you were 20, what's the advice you would give your 20-year self? Again, if if you have fear, do it. Yeah. Again, Again. do it with fear. And, you know, this is really like cliche, like Mm. follow your Mm. dreams. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But I agree. What if you got... Five million kroners right now. Five oh. million crones. Crones. What would crones. You, what would you do with them? I say in post Spanish. Uh, post Spanish. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Stop it now. Last question. Okay. okay. Um. Ooh. I. I. I think I. I expand my 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 business. Just yeah. make growing them. Grow your business. Yeah. 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 That's a good choice. Yeah, I would do that because my business is not just selling turbans. No. There is a lot of thing behind that. It's the mission yes. and passion behind. Yeah, I think I would do that. It's the dream. And and maybe I, I also would love to buy a house in the south of Spain. Cool. <laughs> and we'll see you there in a couple of years. Yes. Thank you so much for joining in on this uh, talk today. Uh, really interesting to hear your story and how you've you know, made it to Norway. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. For me, it was really nice because, you know, it's something like I look really secure, women, and, you know, I love to do things. But when it's turned about languages, mm. all my insecure just come out and say, Angelica, you cannot do this. Stop. You're going to be fine to stop. So now I say, okay, Angelica, you love to talk. Yeah. I know you don't feel comfortable talking in English. Yeah. You don't feel comfortable talking in Norwegian in yeah. public. Yeah. If you have fear, do it. Did, were you afraid before doing this? No, 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 no. no, no. no. But you know, I have this. Oh my God, I have gonna have this interview in, in English. In English, I think it went really well. But you know, something like if you have fear, yeah, do it. Yes. And I feel so comfortable with you. Oh, that's yeah, so, that's feel, a, com- a compliment for yeah, me. Yeah, I feel comfortable and relaxed and say, okay, I'm gonna try to speak slow and focus on the answer, and yeah. then you know. But I feel comfortable, and because I'm building myself, you know, for the last month to feel yeah. much better with you myself. You feel more grounded. You yes. feel like you are not someone else. You're like yourself. Yeah. And now it's time to take decisions, mm. and I'm taking good decisions. Really good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Thank you so much.